Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My extensive research, I've had two children and I know some other people who have, has showed that the most stressful elements of parenting a child don't actually involve the child. The child doesn't even have to be there. Antenatal classes, for example. The child's presence is, well, it's minimal, really. It's just a huge, looming event. It doesn't feel real. What is real is the fight you get into when someone suggests that to be a good parent you should be breastfeeding the child until it's got its provisional driving licence. When you discover you're about to become a parent, your world changes. The first thing that happens is that a mini Bowden catalogue arrives. No one knows how Johnny Bowden gets to see the pregnancy test results, but it's what people mean when they talk about the mystery of childbirth. How does Johnny know? And then the next magical thing happens. The entire universe knows and wants to get involved with you and your baby. This is largely because you keep telling the entire universe you're about to have a baby, which is understandable. What is not understandable is that people you would not trust to look after your sandwich while you nip to the loo feel qualified to instruct you in parenting. This begins at antenatal classes. Now, mummies, I want you to give me a big lovely breath out. Lovely big breath. And daddies, let mummy push back against you. That's lovely, lovely. So, tonight we have focused on the ethos behind hypnobirthing. I will be there with you. You have my wisdom, my support, just as the tribal elder women, the crones, if you will, would support the younger women in birth. I am there. My hand is on your shoulder. Your heart is in my hands, apart from between eight and nine on a Thursday when I have Zumba. And just to recap, Helen, you are not going to see your consultant every day. I don't know what he thinks is going on with your cervix, but I have got a firm grip on it, so you can tell him that. Helen, I'm sure he was insistent. It's a conspiracy. He just wants you there to undermine the natural birthing process. Look, Helen, who were you going to believe? A man who's gone through four years of medical school and got a doctorate? Oh yes, science and fact is all very well. But I've done two weekend courses in the lakes and I'm a homeopath. Nearly all my mothers survive. Now, now, let's move on to getting baby out through the narrow tunnel pushy pushy thing. Once the baby's out and in the world, people tell you that all you'll do now is focus on the baby. You would love to focus on the baby, but you haven't got time, particularly as the dad. If your partner's breastfeeding, then she is going to be out of action for long periods of time while the baby does horrendous things to her nipples until three months in when she'll find her nipples are now made of Kevlar and she can unload the dishwasher and mow the lawn with the baby hanging on like a Jack Russell with a squeaky toy. 
Dads get to do all the fun new baby things like bolt together a pushchair that costs more than a car and has twice as many bits. And go to the supermarket into sleep-deprived days, returning home with 48 packets of Pringles and a paddling pool. You also spend a lot of your time standing by the front door, showing visitors in and out. Grandparents, friends, other people and their children who want to show you how far they can throw your baby. And health visitors. If you're the type of person who starts driving like a chimp in mittens when you're being followed by a police car, you have no idea how nervous the first visit from a health visitor will make you. Every word that leaves your lips will confirm her suspicion that you're a barely sentient nut job. So, Daddy, how are we doing? Um, fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. I mean, um, <clears throat> of course, I'm, I'm focusing on, on supporting Gemma, really. Uh, she did the hard work, you know, I was, I was just there at the beginning. <laughs> You mean you weren't there all through the birth? No, yes, I, I was there at the birth, of course. Got to be done, hasn't it? However bloody awful it is. <laughs> no, not awful, obviously. Obviously, magical, magical. It was a magical experience. I mean, I was there at the conception. Well, not just there, obviously. I mean, I, I was involved. It was me, you know, actually do, doing it. Not just watching or anything. Okay. Uh, so how have the nights been, Daddy? Uh, busy, busy, but I am managing to record most things. Oh, 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 the sleeping. Well, I wasn't really prepared for the noise, you know, the little cries, the restlessness, the wind. The baby's been quiet as a mouse, though. With the introduction of the baby into your house comes the element of competition. You may not want it, and you may try to reject it as hard as you can, but it's there. Milestones. Has your baby smiled? Is she trying to sit up? I've even seen parents become competitive over the colour of their baby's faeces. Still yellow? Oh, poor you. Of course, Thomas's is green now. If you can imagine it, think church doorway in the Pharaoh and Bull catalogue. Baby groups are where you go to feel dispirited and inadequate, except the ones with booze and no babies. They're called the pub, where all the new parents fall asleep on the table at 8.45 and wake up blinking through a face full of crisps. Passive-aggressive competitive types have just converted it all into parenting, and they go to baby groups to show off. The type of people that used to say to you, how do you manage to fit the gym in normally? Oh, you don't. Or, we're only going to Tuscany this year. We'll have to, or our Italian will disappear completely. Now say things like, well, if your little girl's anything like ours, she'll eat anything as long as it's got celeriac with it. One of the areas in which parents are most competitive about their children is sleep. When you've got a baby, you talk about sleep in the same way you talked about sex in your 20s. How much you're getting, where you're getting it, and what it's like. Oh, I managed to get a few hours in. I start off in the spare and then move back into the main and I don't feel too bad as long as I can keep it up until about four. It's ironic that such a passive activity can be the focus of so much competition. He's pretty good now, really. I mean, we're very lucky. I put him down at seven and generally we don't hear a peep. Seven? Oh, Maisie can't last out until seven. 6.15 and she's off. Not a sound till 8.30 the next morning. Really? Oh, well, of course, Hugo's already had his two hours at lunchtime. So, I, you know, I can't really expect too much. Like Maisie, plus, of course, the hour after breakfast, which is just a godsend. An hour after breakfast as well? Oh, yes, plus her afternoon pre-tea nap. So, basically, Maisie's only awake for about three hours a day? Pretty much, yes. In fact, would you mind just pointing her out to me? I find it difficult to spot her when she's vertical. Breastfeeding is another area for competition. All of a sudden, an area of the body that has previously been a source of quiet pride and interest for the father and modest display for the mother starts to feel like public property. 
You go from having total strangers wanting to stroke your partner's stomach in Tesco and critiquing her hips to her poking her own breasts absently with a forefinger to establish which boob is empty. Ego Dave, one pint as requested. Cheers, Steve. How's your boy? He's good, mate. He's good. He likes a drink. Glad to say. Like his old man. Cheers. Cheers. So how much does he do in a session then? In an evening? Maybe four? Sometimes five fluid ounces? Not bad. Not bad. Mine's up to six, but of course Jill's are enormous. Tell me about it, mate. Sarah's a rock hard. I reckon she's probably a 38k or something. Are you breast pumping? Of course, mate. Got to be done. Which model did you go for? Breastmate 406? Really? Really? You see, we looked at that, but we didn't feel it had the suction. Not for the kind of quantities we're looking at. We went for the breast elator. Oh, yeah. It got good write-ups in Gadget Pro, didn't it? But we liked the fact we could download our stats with the breastmate, uh, compare milk production with previous weeks and stuff. Mate, you know, the whole breastfeeding thing. You know breasts and, and that. I mean, they're great, aren't they? Do you think we'll ever be able to look at, um, look at you know, any, any... Do you think we'll be able to look at anyone's again in that way? You know, kind of... No. No, mate. No. Not for a while. You enter a new world of minute details which appear hugely important, but only to you. T.S. Eliot talked about a life measured out in coffee spoons. Your life is now measured out in percentiles, fluid ounces, grams and milestones. Does she smile yet? Can he clap? Can she conjugate? How's his physics? Your own parents are generally useless at reassuring you that your baby is perfectly normal, whatever it's doing or not doing. Their view of you as a baby is generally so distorted it's impossible to get a proper picture. Who's a gorgeous girl then? Hey, is she a gorgeous girl? You're going to smile for Grandma? You're going to smile? Is that a smile? Oh, Helen. Helen, did you say the health visitor came yesterday? Because I think there's something wrong with her facial muscles. I wonder if it's a palsy. They're just saying, she can't smile. I'm sorry, dear, but she can't. Look, smile for Grandma Poppet. See, nothing. Of course she wants to smile, she just can't. It's not that I'm not funny enough, darling, I'm hilarious. She's trying her best and she can't. Can babies have strokes? Now you, you were a very smiley baby, always smiling, never stopped. Everyone commented on it. What a smiler, they said. Of course, I did demand feeding, not this routine thing that you do. Maybe that's it. She's too frightened to smile in case you think she's not hungry. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So she smiles for other people. So now she doesn't like me. That's what you're saying. Well, she's got that hostility from you too. You were always a very sour-faced little girl. So there we have it. In a nutshell, parenting. Difficult enough without the children.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.